are here. Michelle Visage, now you brought in this game. It's called Watch Your Mouth. Now it's the same. You've, you've got it on right now because I can't, I'll, I'll let you talk in a minute. Okay. Mm -hmm, uh -huh. But it's the same thing that uh, Melissa uh, McCarthy uses in the opening of the movie, The Boss. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, it's like a like if like what what a gynecologist might use between me down there. It's for the mouth, right? Where it actually shows all of your teeth. A dentist. Now, a dentist, right? Now, of course, obviously, you can't do B's or P's, right? Because your mouth is stretched uh -huh. wide open. Mm -hmm. So let me hear you recite uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, or uh, is there a spoken word that everybody knows that you could do? You want to do the Pledge of Allegiance? I can do the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay, do it. Okay, I Pledge of Allegiance. To the hog uh -huh. of the United States of America. Uh -huh. And to their hog, <laughs> to their hog, there stands one nation under God, into his law. Uh -huh. That's hard. Yeah. Into his law, liberty, and justice. Yes. Huh. Yeah, see, you got those T's. Very good. Thank Justice. You. Justice. Yeah, and this is a game where they uh, have a box of, you yes. put this thing in your mouth and there's This a, is uh, the sexually explicit. Oh, is this a sexually explicit well, one? And you have her, to say her, these. Her until guidance. Yeah, there are these cards. Here, this card, this card. Try to say this card. You know card. that one. I know, but okay, we'll say is one that I haven't one? seen. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. Nether. Nether. Never. Play. Play. Yes. Never play. With. With. A. A. Bungie. A bungee. Bungie. Fungi. Never play with a. Bungie. A bungie. Bungie. Start with a P. A bungie. Raunchy. Uh-uh. A bungie. Givenchy. Uh. Uh, never play with a uh, he. uh a horsey. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, uh, he. Never play with a. Is that uh, the last word? No. What says do the do, do the? Okay, never. Never play with a uh, blank. Penis. Penis. Never play with a hungry penis. Uh, uh, uh he. A drippy. Ah, <laughs> ah, uh, uh, hey. a hungry penis? No. <laughs> and see, and you, you now your uh, mouth is dripping. Okay. Now, uh, 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 now, no, tell me this: Can, you uh, can't act this out. You have to say it. It's not like you charade. have to say it. You have to say yeah. it. Um, and never a something penis. Never play with a something uh, a leaky penis. No, uh, hey, uh, hey. Raunchy. No. Uh, uh, let me see the card. Yeah. A bumpy penis. Yeah! Never play with yeah! a bumpy penis. Now, obviously, okay. the cards are designed so that you, uh, for, so with you B's and P's. They shred your gums, by the way. Yeah. And uh, who makes this game? Uh, this is a not There's, safe for work. Uh, yeah. This one's called Watch Your Mouth. There's one called Lulz. There's. Uh -huh. There's a bunch of them. This one's oh, and they all have this device of the mouth thing. Yeah. Now, I can't read the name of the company here because I don't have my glasses on. Let me see if I can. It says patent pending on the box. Uh-huh. Like I said, there's a few of them. And this is called Watch Your this Mouth. This is by Skylar Innovations. Yeah. How'd you get it? Online? Uh-huh. On oh. Amazon's. Okay.
I do love games. You know I love the games. And I do love... Well, you only get 60 seconds to do it in the game. Oh. And the one who can figure out the most of what you're saying in a 60-second time, you have a partner. So if it was us versus a different partner, between us, whoever figures out the most sentences yeah. in the 60 seconds... Well, see, the problem is if they were... Well-known phrases, that's right. a different thing. But right. I've never heard never play with a bumpy penis. Well, somebody should have told you that. But but again, you know, that's the reason that was difficult. Right. You know, if so, if they say, what, what's a, a well-known phrase, uh, uh, you know, come hell or high water, but there's no P right, in that's that. That's why they write them. So like this one. Okay, you put it back in your mouth. Okay. Lick. Lick. I. Lick my. Love. Love. Huh. L- lick my love hole? <laughs> Hunk. Ho- uh, Hunk. 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 Lick my love. Hunk. Hunk. Because you, you can't say a P or is it a P or a P? Uh, it, a it's a P. Lick my, my love punk. Cut. 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 Hunk. Hunk. Cut. Punk. Lick. Lick my love. Hunk. Hump. Hunk. You're saying punk. Uh-uh. Punk. Uh-uh. Hump. You're hump. Hump. Pump. Yes! Lick my love pump. Yes! Yeah. Okay. All right. So you yeah. win. You won yeah. that one. Well, the, that's the thing is- uh, But I was also I, I, doing the physicality, like pumping action. Right. See, if it were pump up the jam or some-, some... Well, we can write our own. Okay. Maybe that would, like if we have a party and we use this yeah. game, we write our own. See, the, my thing with games is that- and, and this seems fun. It seems this like a seems laugh. This seems fucking ride. hilarious. Imagine doing this shit if you were drunk, and I don't even drink. But I Neither like do you. I like the charades where it, I don't like counting numbers. I don't like trying to get my piece around a board. I like something to where intellectually you have to uh, you have to use your intellectual DNA. That's why you like Spotlight and games like that. Spotlight, which is like twenty questions. And then, of course, password is, you know, most people know you. You, I can use one word to get you to say another. If I say black, you say? Cat. No. Dog. I say the- it's, White. Uh, uh, if I say um, color and you say something. Forms. Okay. And I say black. White. Exactly. That's it's how you play. It's all inflection. Yeah. That's yeah. how you play password mm. and of course of course taboo which is so much fun i love taboo is, it's like password but there are but you can't say those six words, words right? or seven words that are taboo words that you can't say right so if i if you have to describe something without saying that those words exactly so if i if, if one of the if i wanted to get you to say white or what was it black yeah black or white whatever uh, i couldn't say you know what house or i couldn't say um Fence. Things already associated with that word. Ghost. You know, white ghost? Black ghost? No, white ghost. You said white. Okay. Aren't ghosts usually white? Ooh. Oh, okay. All right. In your neighborhood, perhaps. Okay. That's not what I mean. Uh-huh. I mean, we say Casper. Casper's white. He ain't wearing a black sheet. He's no, wearing Casper a white sheet. Casper is a mattress, honey. <laughs> He's also it's a friendly a ghost. ghost. <laughs> He's a mattress. Uh-huh. But I just, I love the whole dirty charades thing. So, I mean, we talk, I, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it because you know how much I. Everybody I know knows, you love, but I also, knows. I also know you love to play games. Like on the radio back in the day, we used to play Spotlight, 20 questions, try to yeah. guess you who was coming on or coming in. Oh, do you in. remember when Cher, for my 40th birthday party, do you, do you remember Cher you could called not, in? We could not, you couldn't figure it out? Couldn't figure it out. We yeah. were on like 45 questions. Yes, 
Yes, I couldn't figure it out. I was giving you really good clues. Well, you were, but I, I how, why would I ever think that Cher would be calling in to a radio station for my birthday? Oh, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, but she did. But she did. And it was amazing. It was amazing. How come we need, I mean, I always say this, we could say this out loud, it's like thinking, but these are people that should be on the show. On this show. On Track Race. Oh, on Track Race. This show too, but yeah. like Cher, Dolly, Liza. Well, a lot of those people don't do television unless it's like big league television. Yeah. I say, I'm saying or like big a big league. charity. I'm saying big league, like you know who. Jerry Lewis Telethon. Just kidding. Yeah, right. No, like um, Cher's like on The Voice and Dolly does her own deal with NBC. She's got those series of uh, TV movies that she's doing. Yeah. You know, Code of Many, many did Colors. Did that come out yet, Code of Many Oh, Colors? yes, it did. It was a huge success. How was and it? She had Code of Many Christmas Colors. Which was another hit. Oh, I see they're themed. They're themed. They're themed to her songs. They're on Hallmark Channel. No, it's on NBC. Are they really? She has a deal with NBC. Was Carrie Underwood in it? She was not. I'm in just it. making shit up in my head, but yeah. it sounded good. No, but it's it's kind of a, a real deal. But all these people will do television if it's on their own terms. But they haven't done our show. You know that makes no sense to me. Though. No, well, you you see, their I'm trying image, to put an intellect into it. Well, with, their image of your image of them is different from their image of themselves. I know, but as like as a manager, let's say, I would think the first place, like a Dolly, Eliza, a Cher, yeah, but would just belong between, just between you and me and our audience. Yeah, you know how long it takes for us to film one episode of that I, show. I do know, and you know that those people they ain't sit on there. that set. How many? Okay, uh, how many hours? Realty? Realty that do you, would, would if Dolly was on there, how many hours would she have to sit on that panel to get that show filmed? Seven a, to eight. Seven to eight Sitting. hours. Sitting. And there's a lunch break. Yeah, so in between that. So I'm saying if I get there at six and I'm usually, or or you get there six at six. Six in the morning. Yes. You get there at seven. I get there at seven, you get there at six, right? Mm-hmm. We start filming at noon, 11.45, mm-hmm. 11.30, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Then we break at four or three. For lunch. Yeah. And then we go, in the beginning, we're there till nine at night because well, we're that, so many girls. Well, in, yeah, in the beginning of the season, Towards we're the there. end, it's much shorter. Yes, much shorter. So if we were smart, we'd tell Dolly, oh, why don't you come in the last two weeks? Yeah. You know, or somebody like that. Yes, because they are going to be sitting for seven to eight hours. But right. at, the, at the end of the season, it's more like five hours. Let me explain that some more so people who may not get that. In the beginning of our season, we have 14 girls, 13 girls, 12 girls. So in terms of deliberation and getting through the questions of all the girls, it takes a lot longer. Yes. So towards the end of the season, Because even have, when you cut it in half, even if you cut 14 girls in half, yes, it's still, still seven. Six. Yeah, right. Seven or six. Six. So, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, we are deliberating with probably four girls. Correct. And it takes less time yes. to deliberate. Yes. Now, a little inside tea, should we tell them sometime? We have in the past, do we tell them that we sort of do a little trick photography sometime? No, no we do shouldn't. it. Well, yeah. it depends which what it is. It well, certain people may have to go. Um, certain judges, uh, oh yeah, superstar judges have so a hard out. They have a hard out yes. amongst other things, and they have to leave early. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's rare. It's rare. But I think maybe rare. in all the years since I've been there, it's only happened like three times. Right, where we will film. There, I feel terrible saying well, this out just, loud. Just, just know this. Uh huh. We get every angle we need to get, <laughs> so they can leave early. Right. That's fair. That's fair. They're there most of the time, but they a lot are. of times they have a plane to catch or a baby to take they care of. They got fixed dinner for their kids. Yeah, that's how that goes. And uh, you know, but it's very it's rare. Is, it is very rare. Yeah, it's very rare. Mostly. So, so 
yes, when you commit to doing it, you commit to doing it. But, the, but I'll tell you, when Leah did it, she had no idea what she was in store for. I told her she's going to be there a long time. She's going to be sitting next to me to shut up. Yeah. When it was over, even though it was the longest shoot day I think she's had in 20 years, yeah. she said it was the most fun she's ever had on a show. Wow. Wow. So that's saying a lot. Well, you know, today we have a kid who's on our show, uh, Megan Trainer. Uh, but, um, right, we can say that now because, um, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. can say that now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Maybe she's on our show on today. Our show and, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that would be I nice. I was a little mixed up with my timeline. I know, timeline. I got you, baby, yeah. I got you. Um, uh, but, you know, the, the sad thing is, yeah, they get to be on our show, but they sit up there for eight hours, whatever. Uh-huh. The and they get seen time, for two seconds. It's like screen time is, <laughs> it ends up being what? Like well, five minutes of screen time Yeah, because most? judges' deliberations are 15 minutes, maybe, yeah. at the most. yeah. On a bigger episode, maybe 20, but not usually. Yeah. Uh, it's usually more like 15 minutes. And then usually that's the regular judges really going in. Yeah. Because the guest judges always want to be nice, you know? Right. And we always want to show them in their best light. I, so. heard, I heard that the other night. I went to Kathy and Jimmy's birthday party and she she had their, um, lots of people were there, um, you know, uh, Jodie Foster and uh, the woman from uh, uh, Friends, you know, with the hair. Um, which friend Jennifer Aniston oh. and then because uh, Lisa Kudrow had that long hair too in Friends yeah but um, the director of the Jennifer Aniston film Christmas Office Party was mm-hmm. there and he was saying that Kate McKinnon who's also in that film is Love. a huge fan of the show she all they've talked about on set was Drag Race but and he said well you should be on the show she says no I can never go on and judge those people they're so brilliant everybody's afraid everybody's afraid it's like it's not about it's you don't you're not judging them yeah. you're actually giving you're giving them constructive criticism about what they did. Yeah, safe you y'all all handle the the rough stuff. Yeah, no that's Michelle's job. Yeah, y'all, to, to you, kill killing to, dreams yeah, I'm a is dream your crusher. Dr- yes. Yeah, that's your job. Ah, ah, that is so your true. job. That is not Kate I McKenzie. told you what Jinx does, right? What? Jinx will go, which she'll put her hand out like in a cup position uh-huh, in front like, of you. She'll go, "Please, sir." Yes. What's your dream? Put your dream in my hand. Here it goes. Oh, really? Bang, bang, <laughs> bang. And she smashes it. You're never going to get it. You suck. You're horrible. And that's what she calls Michelle Visage's dream crusher. Well, we joke, but we know, know. that's not really of true. Of course. But it's... the point is for these guest judges that are listening that love the show, love the podcast, you that is not your job to critique them right. that way. You're going to come on as our guests. We love you. Yeah. And you love the queens as much as Cheerlead we do. Them. Yes, Cheerlead that's them. That's it. And have fun. Yes. Really have fun. That's and, what it's about. And Kate McKinnon, God, I love that oh woman. Oh my goodness. Well, she got her start over at Logo, you know. Yes, she did on that she sketch. Was on the big gay yes. sketch show. She is just so Hilaire. Yeah. Ha She won an Emmy. We were there. We were we were in the audience. That was the only time we were we in the audience at the Emmys when she won her Emmy? Were we? I think I feel like I saw it. Because for those of you who don't, Michelle and I were there. We sat down for about ten minutes for one commercial break or something. Oh, the first one. I don't think Really? No, no, no! Not the first Emmys. Not the no the, the Emmy Emmys. The Emmy Emmys. No, we sat for one one segment. commercial segment. Yeah, and I guess we saw it on TV then. I think we, we were saw in the it lobby. On TV. Yeah, for people that this is Hollywood. We were in the lobby trying to get our next job. Yeah, we were trying to sign up some papers. We for were the, hooking. We were trying to bring producers yeah. in bathrooms. And Whatever try to we got to do. Signed. I had knee pads under my hey, gown. That's right. That's what this was. And yep. you got to apologize for that. That's what this town is. You see me apologize? You ain't apologize. No, hell no. Apologize. These are not slave days. No. You cannot name you me. You cannot own me. <laughs> Uh-uh. I belong to who? Nobody. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, uh, we've got Megan Trainer on the show. We're going to take a break real quick. We'll be right back. 
Squarespace.com, baby. They mm-hmm. are the ones. That's where you go to get your website made. Child, these children are living. I have to tell for you, they really are. And I get so excited when I just I Google something or I'm looking somebody up and they're not, I don't know them. Or uh-huh. and I look at their website, and it's like powered by Squarespace. I love that. I love that too. And it's a great way for, to let people know who you are and what your business is about. Now, Squarespace has made it so easy to create a gorgeous website in minutes using their beautiful templates and simplistic drag and drop platform. When you're ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code RUE. That's squarespace.com offer code RUE. We are back now. If you guys have heard this little sort of gurgling sound in the background, I gurgling. Brought, I brought in this Muji um, thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's a vapor. It's not a vaporizer. I think it's called an aromafire. It's an aromafire. Yeah. I saw it at JFK on the way to LAX and uh, it smelled so good. And I checked it out and I almost brought it on the plane with me, bought one. And I thought, no, uh, the guy said, well, we do have one in LA, the store, Muji, uh-huh. M-U-J-I. Right. Um, so I decided to go by Hollywood Boulevard, where it is, over by the Grauman's Chinese where Theater. Where things go down, where yes. the best things happen. Yes, exactly. On Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> we know that well, to be It's actually right next door to the um, my pop-up store. Oh, sweet. So, yes, because I actually, I went, I, I stopped by the pop-up store. I, got, uh, I didn't know you got no candles. I got, I got a couple of the candles. I almost brought you one in today, but I didn't want to spoil you because I brought this. Uh, I didn't want to spoil you. I, I brought this aroma, aroma fire for aroma me. fire yes. for that, you. That's lovely. I'll buy a candle. Yeah. Well, no. You gonna sell them at Drycon? Gonna sell them at Drycon. Do they smell like the perfume? They're different. They smell like. Uh, orange ginger, Ooh. and it's but it's very subtle. It's not, you know. I went in there to make when I had the cam- candle made. I thought I want to do a white linen because that's my favorite because yes. it's not obnoxious. Right. It, you can live with it for hours and hours hours in the room, and it, it doesn't become like oh my god, please put that candle out, you right. know. But when I went to the candle maker, their white linen was. What about I, the butcher and the baker? The book. We'll get to them in a minute. Okay. okay. But um, <laughs> their white linen was a little bit too um too too uh, white too white <laughs> <laughs> now we get some black linen then we can talk thank you it was too much and so the guy too said, overwhelming it was too overwhelming uh. so the guy said well this one here this orange blossom is Probably what you're looking for. And I smile. I said, this is perfect. Orange ginger. Orange ginger. Yeah. Orange ginger. That's what I meant. Orange ginger. That sounds delicious. I like, when I like my candles, I like, you know, m- my obsession and I buy them all year round is pine scented. I like anything that smells really? like a, a pine evergreen tree. Uh-huh. I love. Like a musk, a sandalwood. I, a sandalwood I like too, but yeah. I like pine. Yeah. Christmas tree, evergreen, anything like that. Yeah. That's what I love. Um, but I've been on this kind of getting. Uh, Citrusy too, like Joe Malone, how she has this citrus. Oh yeah, yeah, those candles I love too, and that sounds kind of like what you're talking about. It, you know what? It doesn't have a lot. You know, it's what? not overwhelming. It's not citrus. overwhelming at all. It's a, it's a lovely, pleasant mm, scent. I love, that. and it comes in a gorgeous box. That and, the and the can, the holder the. The glass part. Yes. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I I really enjoyed making that. So those are going to be at DragCon very soon, which is coming up April 29th. And where can they get them now? Can they get them online or the sweet store? They can get them at the sweet store. In fact, the sweet store ships 
internationally around the world. That's what internationally means. Yes, thank you. Around uh, the world. Yeah. And- redundant. Redundant. <laughs> this song is redundant. Sorry. That's from Forbidden Broadway. Of course. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> ships internationally around the world. Yes. yes ships internationally. And, um, and they're beautiful. They're a great gift for anyone. Um, this has turned into a little commercial. I Why didn't not? Mean it this to is it your be. podcast. Well, you know, you know, you want to do, you want to do the soft sell. We can go to MichelleVisage.com for all my merch. Yes. And what are you doing this year at DragCon? For DragCon, I'm so excited. So I got you this. You were talking about some pajama p- bottoms that's or what, something? That's the idea. That's my thought. So I should ask the kids out there. Are there pajama Although, tops also? No, just the bottoms because everybody, you know, the newest thing is the kids wearing the pajamas to school. Right, right. Um, So I have a new tank. It's a yellow tank. You'll love it because it's very colful. Uh-huh. A yellow tank that has like the Rov- Rosie the Riveter shot. Oh, that I, I have. love that. Is right. that that guy, yes, JBJ? Yes, yes. It's uh, Michael... Michael Damata. Oh yeah, Michael Damata. Right. Yes, he did that one. I'm gonna put that on a bright yellow, sunshine yellow tank, and then there's a purple one that I've got on a dark purple tee. So those are different, just to take away from black and white and traditional. Sure. And then I'm thinking of doing like a flannel pajama pant. And here's the real tea. I go to Mammoth. Lola buys a pair of pajama pants. That's what the kids like now. Uh-huh. That's a Mammoth. I wash them, and they washed up so well. And so soft. I was like, oh my God, the quality of these is amazing. They were not expensive. I called the guy at the store and I said, you might not remember me. I was chatting with you a minute. Uh-huh. He's like, I don't remember you, but what? And I said, "Where? who's your wholesaler? Because he had racks of them. Of the same brand. Same. He told me the reseller, mm-hmm. I mean the wholesaler. And I looked them up and I want to get some made. My only conundrum is, what do I want written down the leg? Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Listen, when pussy you're, power. No, when you are do, selling something like that and it's personality driven, you got to put visage. Just you, write visage. You put visage. Okay, that's the best. And I would buy those if it said visage. I would buy those. You might even invest in some type of a um a logo like the V, uh, turning it the V. Are you? But I'm never big big fan of writing downward. You know, well, it's a leg, though. Where's it going to be? It could. You could put the logo on right above the knee. Nobody does that. You could put. Why would you want to put a logo on the knee? Well, because you want people to know these are Gloria Vanderbilt jeans. True. You could put it on the booty and write yeah, massage you, on the booty. Yeah, yeah. You could do that. That could. That's that could be for, cute, for right? Pink, for juicy. Yeah, that worked for them. That's true. You know, but um. I but when someone's going to DragCon and they want some merch, they want other people to know what it is. That's why you have all those G's on the Gucci stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah, bitch, she's she's pump. This bitch is pumping Gucci, right? You know, this bitch is pumping Visage Uh, pants. This this bitch is pumping some Visage pants. That's it. She had on a pair of thirty dollar boots and (laughs) (laughs) and her thirty dollar (laughs) pants. Yeah, no, they're really soft and really comfy, and I thought. This is something that none of the girls have done Right, yet. I don't know of anybody who's no, done that. No, and I just feel like it's something like, when I go home from uh, every single day, no matter what, whether I'm filming mm-hmm. or whether I'm auditioning, whether I'm working, whatever, when I go home, the first thing I do is kick the shoes off yeah. and get into my pajama pants. Now, now, a lot of people know this about me, but when we're filming Drag Race and um, we're behind the panel... I have on my pajamas. I have yeah. the tops on and then the well, pajamas on. Well, guess what you're going to have on this season? I'm going to have them massage. Season 10, you'll have the massage but pants do you, on. But you put on your pajamas behind the panel too. Is I that right? I don't. I stay in drag the whole time. The right. only thing I take off mm. are my shoes. Right. So I stay for the first half. Then we go on lunch and come back. Yeah. I switch into like a, uh, you know, like a deer, just a s- slipper. Yeah, right. A deer form slipper, you know. Ooh, that oh, my be- God. Lola. Uh, Lola. Uh, Rue, I have them 
um, bookmarked. So they come, they look oh, like those are the, the those are the ones, and I'm ordering. Oh, see now, those are flannel. Those got those have a are plaid flannel. tartan story, there's, right? But there's all different. Like you can buy a few different um, colors of the tartan. So, but you're going to do solids, right? No, no. You're going to you do can tartans. do like there's all different color patterns. Right. Well, how's your logo going to show up on a tartan? It, in white, it shows up. Or you can uh, do it. It shows up. Right. Like I said, Lola's got it. There's there's red with black polka dot. There's black with white polka dot. Uh-huh. There's checkers. But, you know, I think when you think of flannel pajamas, you think of a tartan. You think of a plaid. Mm. That's what I think. So right. I like the idea. Lola has them in the dark, the first colors, in the navy blue. Yeah. With the plaid. And it says mammoth in white. And it looks so cute. Uh, in big college big letters. Big letters. The college letters. Correct. Right. Like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid, bold font. Right. Nothing fancy. Yeah. Visage. You know, I, I love some merch, and it's going to be around. The, can they turn it around? And, well, I'm doing the candle. Yeah. I'm doing all my my greatest hits. You know, all the t-shirts and the plates and the all the stuff. Um, my fragrance is still available. I'm, you know, um, Glamazon. Yeah, all of it. But the 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 new things are the. Can- I've been wanting to do a candle for years, but. Um, uh, I finally found the right manufacturer, and, uh, and all it's that. not easy. I'm dying to do a fragrance, so you know, maybe, maybe next year's drag con, I'll be able to get that set up for that. Right. I'm so hell bent on doing a fragrance the way that I wear my fragrances, which mm-hmm. is about two or three mixed together. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go there and do every step of the thing. Do you ever see Barbra Streisand in the main event? Of course. She plays a character called they call her the Nose mm-hmm. because she is a. A, a the expert perfumier. Am I saying it right? Yes, she's so gorgeous in that moment. Oh, I love it. You know, she's the most gorgeous in WhatsApp talk. I mean, uh, we've, agreed. We've had this argument yeah, before, but um, she's still gorgeous with that tight perm in the main event. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the, what the tagline for that movie was? No, a glove story. Oh, because Shut she played. She. What happens is, um, her business manager. Runs out with her money. Was the song from that movie? Uh huh. Okay. The main event. The main uh, event. And uh, the character's businessman runs runs out with disco, her money. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing in her, of her assets that she still owns is it's like Shit's Creek is this boxer. Yes. This washed up boxer. It was good for nothing. Played by Ryan O'Neill, and of course, sexy. They uh, fall in love. Yes, as then, one does. Yes. And in the end, do you remember what she does? He's no. about to... Please remind me. It's been, what, 30 years? Well, I don't know if he's about to get killed in the ring or if, he, if that... Or he's if, going down. Or if he wins, if he wins, he will have to go off and leave her or go do something. Uh-huh. So she throws in the towel. All right, and, right, yeah, and I think, right, right. And I think, I think when she does it, she throws the towel in the ring and it's in slow motion and that's when the music goes, extra, uh, extra, extra. I'm in love. <laughs> it's been so long since I heard that song. But for those of you who don't know, that's the intro to uh, the main event, the disco song. And of course, once it hits the mat, the towel, it goes, dun, 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 the main event. The main event. It's really hot. Did you see her last movie, The Guilt Trip, with uh, Seth Rogen? Oh, no. She's actually really good. She looks um, good. Barbara is good. She. It, it, what did you would think, though, that after all these years, she may have lost her touch or she doesn't have the magic anymore? No. Guess what? She has the magic. It's still Listen, there. even her voice. I didn't go see the concert. I watched a lot of it online. Um, it, her voice is definitely thinner. And it's, is it? Yeah, it's definitely thinner. She never yeah. had a belt anyway. Barbara um, had her own strength, but it yeah. wasn't like Ethel Merman. Yeah. But her voice is thinned out, but she can still... 
Uh-huh. She she has lowered a few songs, but favorite? she still has it. She still can kill it. Do not name a Broadway song, but what is your favorite <clears throat> Barbara Streisand song? Not Broadway. That's not fair. It's not fair, but okay. life isn't um, fair, Michelle. I love enough is enough. Uh huh. Um, I love you. Don't bring me flowers. I'm such a uh-huh. dork for loving that song, but yeah. I love it. Um. Uh, uh memories. Okay. Uh, Evergreen. Uh, the way we were, yeah. Yeah. Um, what am I missing? What's yours? Oh, mine are. Those are all. You should be proud of me. None you, of those. You, none of those are Broadway okay. songs. I love um, Songbird. Oh my god! I love that song. I love um, the, um, Prisoner, the theme from oh, Eyes yes! of Laura Mars. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, you always like the weird ones. Of course, course. I love every oh, track. I am a woman on guilty. I knew you were gonna say that. It's, I could do anything. Oh, yes. It is brilliant. Of yeah. course, produced by the Bee Gees. Beyond. It's her most successful album. It's Beyond. Is Guilty her most successful album? Yes, it is. Unfortunately, even the... more than A Star Is Born. Or oh yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's the um, it's the the sequel is not very good. Um, the sequel, which is called Guilty Pleasures. <laughs> yeah. Just the name. It's just... yeah. Um, but uh, Papa, can you hear me? Was amazing too from Beyond. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, so Songbird, everything from Guilty. Uh. Uh, Eyes of Laura Mars. So I can't prisoner. say funny girl, obviously. No. Um, what? Um, uh, what about from from Wet? No more tears was on Wet. Um, no, she did. I think she did memories from um, from Cats on that. On Wet? No, no, that's not right. I don't remember. I, I was talking about memories like the corners of my. Is that Evergreen? That's the, that's the way we were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, um, I'm trying to think of some other pop. Things that she did that I absolutely Tell love. Him. Oh, I, with I, Celine, I love that yeah, song. Yeah, me too. I love who that. Did, song. Who is that? Is that David Foster? Is that? It's David Foster and his then wife um, Yolanda. No, uh, it's um, Jenner's Jen, Linda Thompson. Linda Thompson. Yeah. Who, by the way, gorgeous was Miss Tennessee. Uh, oh, yeah. Who then she dated Elvis. Elvis from yeah. Elvis. Uh, she was um, from Elvis. She dated Bruce Jenner, married Bruce Jenner. Yes, had then, children. Yep. Then went on to uh, marry uh, David Foster. But they're divorced. But they're divorced, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, all I ask of you. Yeah. I mean, I like the, I like the, soppy, the soppy ones, but I, I give me a little bit more pop. Happy Days Are Here Again with uh, Judy. Uh, oh, the, oh, that was amazing. There, I don't know if there's anything that could ever That was really that. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but we've got Megan Trainer on Yay! the show today. So uh, we'll be right back after this. You want to talk about a better way to cook, Michelle? Always. Uh, that would be Blue Apron. So delicious, so fresh, and they've made it so easy. They've taken the guesswork out of having fresh, delicious food delivered to your house. Yes, they do. And the fun thing is, for the first time ever, I've had my kids for 14 and 16 years. They've mm. never gone, Mommy, can I help you cook? <laughs> that was a horrible impersonation of my daughter's. But now they actually ask, what's for dinner? Can I help? And the funny thing is, I think they're asking, can they help? Because they don't have to prepare anything. Right. Because it's all prepared. Yeah. Blue Apron does all the work. The only thing you have to do is heat up your skillet, uh-huh. put the ingredients in, and actually do the physical cooking. Wow. So it's all measured out. It's really fantastic. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients taste better, and they're better for you. So it's important to know where your food come from. comes from. Blue Apron does all the work, and this is the best part. If I'm talking to people that are on a budget, mm. like I am, 
less than $10 a meal. Oh my goodness. That's amazing because you're never going to find that in the restaurant. No, no. And even if you go to a grocery store and you buy, you know, higher end organic produce, whatever, it's never going to be less than $10 a meal. That's right. And when you factor in gas and parking and All the time that. it takes, it's, it's, this is a bargain. And here's the cool thing with Blue Apron. New recipes are created weekly. They're not repeated within a year. You can choose your meals from a variety of recipes or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you, which is fun. But me being neurotic and have to be in control, I go in and I go, oh, my kids won't eat this coming up. Mm. I'm going to switch it out for this. You can customize your recipes recipes each week based on what you like, what your preferences are. Choose delivery options that fit your needs. If you want to skip a week, if you're going away, skip two weeks, skip three weeks. That's perfect. It's perfect. Whatever you want to do is what you pay for. And each meal comes with a step-by-step, really easy to follow recipe card. So if you like it and you want to make it on your own, Mm. you can do that too. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free. Yes, three whole meals free with free shipping. That is so important, you guys. Free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash rue. That's blueapron.com slash rue. And it's Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Did you ever see Buyer and Seller, that no, uh, the, play no. about Barbara Streisand? No. It's a Buyer Seller. Buyer Seller. Uh, What's yeah. his face? Was Michael Yuri was Michael doing Yuri. it. I saw it with Michael Somebody Yuri did it here, too. Uh, yeah. I want to say uh, Redhead from Modern Family, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Huh? I think was doing it. Huh. Well, um, it's a sort of a, it's a, an imagine, it's an imaginary play. Like, it's not... How do you say that? It's it's based on some, you know, first of all, in Barbara's, one of Barbara's books, she uh, talks about the basement of one of the houses. In her style in her, books, in guys. In her style book. The legendary. Yeah. <coughs> oh, bless, bless you. Um, where she has a mall. She has a store, a store, an old shop. Yeah, yeah a mall. A, a mall. Yeah. In the bottom basement of her, in the cellar of her house. Yes. And that. This person, I can't remember. I met the guy. But is it, it true? No, she has the she has a store. The mall is true. Yes. Okay. It's not a mall. It's a it's, it's a, just store a store. Okay. Where this guy, this in the this imagination of this play, works down there, and he works down there by himself, and it's a one man show. It's called Buyer and Show. Buyer and Seller. Yeah. Ba real Is and who wrote it? I can't remember his name. He starts with Tom Campbell. Play, and, Jonathan and, Tollins. Yes. Or Tolens, am I saying it right? I think so. Yeah. Um, I got to meet him, but, you know, I don't remember um, names, you know, all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But it was really, yeah, I can only imagine. Anyway, Uh, but Barbara's one of those people who's just, you know, I've never wanted to meet her. Never wanted to meet her. Um, that's one I've always like loved her and looked up to her because mm-hmm. I grew up in a Jewish household. So Barbara was God to my parents mm-hmm. and Neil Diamond, right? Um, my parents had seen her a million times. I grew up listening to that that voice, which is like no other. Um, but I never put her in the idolatry. Like she was never up there with Sheeta for me or yeah. Bernadette. Um, in a different way, like like Liza. I've always loved Liza. Oh my god, like obsessed. Yeah, but it wasn't like the Madonna category. Maybe because it was a different age group for me. Huh. Maybe because they were like so much older when I was yeah. young that I didn't look at them like that. So for me, I love to interview them. I wouldn't yeah. get nervous the way I would with right. Madonna, which is pretty Although, much the only know, one. To break through Barbara, how how good of an interview could you get with her? I don't know. That's yeah. what I mean. I feel like the way we interview people and the way we talk to people is much different than anything they've ever experienced. Yeah. So I think a lot of people might come in here closed off. Uh, and then by the time they leave, they go, oh, my God, that was so much fun. Yeah. I never expected it to be that easy. Yeah. Um, I interviewed on a, a, my radio show in New York, uh, Tony Geary from General Hospital, uh-huh. who never, ever did interviews uh-huh. for obvious reasons. 
But with that said, he did my show and he left going, I can't tell you what a joy that was. I hate doing these. And he was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it helped since I watched General Hospital since the age of, in you know, fetus. I'm sure that but helped. It was great. I know? don't like doing interviews. I don't That's like what I mean. the feeling Some people of, hate them. of defending my life, you know, of having to make, um, uh, sort of, um, you know, d- explain why I made the choices that I make. Sometimes the choices just <laughs> make themselves. I don't want to have to justify I it. don't think you, ch- the way showbiz works for the most part, mm-hmm. artistically for you, for me, um, for people that actually were looking for a creative outlet versus fame. I think that this business chooses them. You don't choose it. Right. The people that are wanting to just be famous for the sake of being famous is different. Yeah. But Do you get letters from people who saying, can you help me out with my modeling career? M- me? Uh-huh. Why would they ask me? I'm 5'4". I, I think, why would they ask me? Because you're supermodel of the world. Yeah, but you know, but you know, it's funny because I get letters like this all the time. I get the letters of, I hate my life, please help me. <laughs> And, and, and as the mother, I do whatever I can to help. What do you say to them? I one-on-one reach out to the majority of them if I get them directly. I've offered to talk to parents. Um, I do what I, I can as an ally to help, help people find shelters, help people not be put in I've danger. I've seen you do that on, on social media. Yeah, it's just, um, like I said, it's just what we all would do. But well, I don't I- have any help. Like, I can't help you get, I get a lot of, I have a great vehicle for you to star in. Here it is. I think it'd be great for Logo. Uh-huh. I'm right. sure it'd be great for Logo, but Logo, you know, they're not going to listen to me. I'm going to walk in with the show and say, have your next masterpiece. <laughs> you know how many people do, them to th- do that to them? I'm not the one to I go to. I have your next baby weight. That's it. It's right here. <laughs> it's not, I'm not the one to help. I mean, I appreciate it. I'd love to star in any vehicle. Yeah. Write it. I'll be in it. You know, Baby Weight is a show that they did for one season that mm-hmm. I think it replaced Drag You, didn't Here's it? Here's your next felt. <laughs> is felt, was that a show they did? That was the one with the puppets. Oh, Right. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I got, I get letters from aspiring models. I understand that. And the model, and I, I want to say to them, but I don't because it's not my place. They got to figure it out for themselves. I know you can't help them. The truth is um, the supermodels that they're thinking of being, the models that they want to be in in New York, those models are chosen. You don't choose to be one of those models. Correct. Those models are chosen. Now, there are many other modeling jobs you can do mm-hmm. that don't involve... <laughs> Fashion, right? It might involve the lack of fashion. Uh, right, we like those. Yes, but it's interesting people's view of of show business. You know, my sisters who a lot of a, assumptions, a lot of assumptions. People never get what a manager is as opposed to an agent. Right, an agent is a like a, a travel agent yeah. who actually handles paperwork. Sometimes they can broker and get you a job. Um, uh, but mostly they're negotiators. They are negotiators. Yeah. And a manager is someone who helps guide you, like a vocal coach, right. you know, who manages your career. Um, and says maybe you shouldn't do that or, or you should yeah, do this. Or maybe you should practice a little bit more with your sharp Fs, if that's or, a thing. An F sharp. F sharp, sure. yeah. Um, so, you know, and as long as my sisters have known me, they still don't really get how it works. It's not that complicated. But but for people who don't understand, like uh, I remember you told me early on, 
manage yourself. Nobody's going to manage you better than you. Right. And at the end of the day, there are people who need management and there are people who don't need management. If you're pretty savvy, chances are you can get through this without a manager. Right. I think opportunities are confused with agents. You have an agent, great. They're not going to book the work for you. Yeah. They, well, a lot of people want people to hold their hands. A lot of people need it, honey. Yeah. They need it. They just don't want it. They need it. And yeah. then when they're alone, it all goes down the well, that's crapper. The thing. That's why, you know, people, we've we've toyed with the idea of opening a travel uh, travel, travel agent. <laughs> a booking agency. For our girls, yeah. you know, once they come through our, our, our factory. Me, as being one of the closest people in your life, uh-huh. I would never ever allow you to do that yeah, yeah and you know why because i and i know why because you, it's all it's a babysitting service 100 yeah. percent. you have no idea because you're around them oh, all the honey, time you have no idea not all of them yeah but there's a select few that you can't even believe that they're they're on their own <laughs> you can't even believe that they pay their own fucking bills and that they feed themselves and i'm not being shady i'm being honest no, i look real. at them like how are you even baby yeah how are you even getting by because they believe that they're one thing when the uh-huh. reality is that they're another. And the reality is also is you have to pay your bills. You have to do this. You have to do that. How are you doing all yeah. this? And not only that, the way that they treat people, you, there's no way you'd oh, be in it. Yeah. A lot of people do that. That mean diva oh, thing. You'd be out so quick because <laughs> the minute they try that shit with you and it wouldn't be a good look for you. No. So that's why I'm glad you do. I know that there's money to be made. Is there? But not t- the tons that you think not about. Not worth what the time Correct. To, to babysit. Correct. You know, um, there are some that are uh, self-sufficient. Sure. Oh, God, yes. And those are the ones that are succeeding. And in terms of pacing yourself, that's yeah. the thing is that it's not a good look to be that diva thing early on. You want, it's, show business is about creating relationships. Yep. And so you want to have a relationship with a lot of different people so you can keep working in a lot of different places. Word gets around, but there are some that have <clears throat> gone that route and have learned and that are coming, that have back down to earth, which is yeah. lovely to see. Yeah. But sometimes you have to crash and burn before you can learn a lesson. Honey, We've talked about this. Truer words have never been yeah. spoken. Yeah. And, and that way, <clears throat> They'll get frustrated and they'll take it out on, let's say, my my booking agent, David, mm-hmm. from PEG, manages them. He doesn't manage me. He manages them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a booking agent for me and some other ones. But I see what they do to him. He is no way innocent. Trust me, I'm not taking parts here. Mm-hmm. But I see the, the shit they throw at him. So he has to deal with it. He has to swallow it and then try to give them what they want to make for them happy. For 10%? 20 20. 20. I think he gets okay. 20 for some of it. But still, I don't, I don't, if it's for them. Really worth it. Um, no, I don't think it's worth it either. That's what I'm saying. Because at the end of the day, you're still taking care of, you're, you're be, being shit on yeah. by these people who right. think that they are better than, right. no longer equal to you. Yeah. And I know it wouldn't be you directly, but even if you had people working, they'd be complaining to you every five minutes. Sure. Now, yeah. again, not all of them. There's a majority of them that are fantastic workers. Yeah. And you see them out there. You see Beyonce yeah. out there. Yeah, you see, you know, just, and not just our girls, and, too. I, I mean, our girls, I mean, we're talking obviously talking about our girls, but I've been around other talent. Uh, other oh, it talent. Ain't, it's not and just the, our girls. Yeah, it's not just our girls. No. It's, it's, it's everybody. Even yeah, in the freestyle music world, back in my day, I saw the ones that were really difficult throwing fucking bitch yeah. fits. Yeah. And then I saw the, saw the ones that were just ride with it Sally's and they were not only making money, everybody was happy. They got sure. asked back. That's why when people don't get asked back to your city, something must have happened with them right. and the club owners or so-and-so. When they're back multiple times, they're easier to work with. Yeah. Okay, again, I'm generalizing. For the most part. Yeah. But it's it's not easy. I think this comes back down to reality TV, and we've talked about this, where people come from nothing mm-hmm. and are thrust into Overnight. this 
and it's so for the most part for the most part it's so overwhelming for these kids yeah because they've never they've dreamt of it and now it's here so now i'm going to be joan crawford oh do you know what i mean oh joan collins instead of being doris day yes and having a moment of thank you gratitude graciousness Uh and then they go oh shit a year or two years later, this isn't the real one. Yeah, and there's a whole new crop of girls. Oh, okay. And there's they are, a new Joan Collins in town. There are 120 animals released into the wild. <laughs> you better get yourself a tranquilizer gun. Yes. But it's true. And the more girls that are out there, the more difficult it's going to be. So you know what you have to rely on? Your reputation, bitch. Yeah. If you made a mistake four years ago, people are not going to forget that. Right. So I encourage everybody, not just our girls, everybody out there who... Has a, you know, we're all in people positions, not just um, people that answer phones or do retail, but you're working with people around you all day, every day. Yeah. At the end of the day, is anybody going to show up to your funeral? Right. Think about that. It's it's, it's relationships. And yes. it's not just show, but it is yes. relationships. Yes. You know, I, I've uh, gotten jobs um, just because they liked me. Yeah, because <laughs> you know? you're a sweetheart. Listen, we all have our bad days. Nobody's saying anybody's perfect. Sure. But it all it does come back to bite you. In it the does. ass. It really does. So try to be as gracious as you can and, and kind as you can to make it worthwhile for you. Because at the end of the day, if I was sick, I'd want to know that there's five people texting me going, can I bring you soup? Can I bring you, you know, are you okay? What do you need? Whereas if I was sick and lonely, you know that I was doing something wrong. Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And, you know, there are you know, lots of people we've known over the years who who could use some rescuing, but you can't rescue some. I'm, this sounds like a big switch in gears, but I, you, you brought up something that made me think about some of the friends we've come up with who who could really need to be saved from yeah. themselves. Oh, yes. But you cannot save someone uh, in, if they don't want to be saved. That's it. Or rescued you or could whatever. intervene. Well, I think everybody tries to act like they want to be rescued. Rescued is different than saved. Some mm. people say they want to be saved or rescued, both. Mm-hmm. But different. But at the end of the day, saying actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot. I think people claim they want one thing, but really they don't. They don't. Mm. They want something else. It's it's disturbing. I know. It, we, we're, we're not naming any names here. But no. it, we've, we've, it's something we've had to deal with a lot. And, and more than once. Oh, yeah. And oh, it's yeah. a reality of where we are right now and it's like being saved from yourself that's quite a concept but the thing is you can't yeah you can't you've said very early on and i always listen to it you can't reason with stupid you just can't there is no way you could try you're never gonna win it's the same thing you can't save somebody or rescue somebody who doesn't want to be saved or rescued right from themselves from themselves because um you know was it einstein said uh, a problem cannot be solved on the same conscious level it was created on correct so you need outside help you know if, if yes is and the, that's not a friend that's somebody who's completely unbiased yeah well it could, it could be a friend though but it could be it has to you know um depends how close that friend to me sometimes you could be too close because you're not going to want to hear if you're calling me on my bullshit which you've done before you're going to tell me what i don't want to hear right. it's going to make me upset then it's either going to work or it's going to backfire. But maybe somebody who's completely ambivalent mm-hmm. could tell you the truth and you could take it better because there's no emotions attached. Yeah. Well, it's it's a tricky one. I've said this many times about the uh, police chief looking for the arsonist when the arsonist is actually the police chief. Yes. And so how do you, how do you, how does, how does someone intervene unless at a, in a moment of clarity you ask for help? What, the call is coming from inside the house? The calls are coming from inside the house. Um, unless you ask for direct help yeah. instead of playing this game yeah. and say, help me, help me get the help that I need. Mm-hmm. And then 
That's how you can spring to action because it'll work. You've seen that show, Intervention. Of course. It's so good. I'm walking on sunshine. I'm walking on sunshine. I can't. Allison. Actually, I met a producer from that show, and the first thing Great I said show. to her was, I'm walking on sunshine. Well, there's remixes on YouTube uh-huh. with the song. Oh, she. The, Allison was a girl. I think her name was Allison. Yeah, she, she was, was a huffer. Huffer uh, with the um, um the dust the yeah dust spray the, uh, the air aerosol air yes, yes. the thing that cleans off your computer uh, yep. keys and all that stuff she would huff that and uh, have you ever done anything like that you know I'm scared of right. my shadow oh well you know that stuff that stuff will eat your brain from the inside the only out. thing I ever did once was poppers oh girl I did a popper once and a whip it once with a whipped cream at the same time no oh. Different times. I, uh, did you do them orally? I did a whip it orally. I did a whip it first. Uh-huh. Didn't know what I was doing. I yeah. got like a little helium head rush. It was nothing. Yeah. And then I went to a club and somebody's like, sniff this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's this little jar? Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. okay. But it doesn't last long enough. I say you, and you never did Special K or anything no, like that? No, I don't even know what it looks like. Is it a yeah. tab or a pill? No, Special K was a powder. And powder. it was, it's a-, a Do you sniff ke- it? Ketamine. It's a horse tranquilizer. I, mean, I believe why? a horse It is. I is it everything is. a horse tranquilizer? Don't they say that about everything? I know there are a few things that are actually horse- Why do these horses need to be tranquilized? Because they're big uh-huh. and they get crazy. Yeah. Sometimes they need to be tranquilized. Oh, okay. I have no idea why. I'm just making this up. Yeah. But so, yeah, it was a powder, but someone gave you poppers in a club. I, I Yeah. I was like, what is this? She said, Smell it. It smells good. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's what happened. Amyl nitrate. Yeah. So it goes real quick to the <clears throat> brain. You get like, what, a minute? Oh, uh, yeah. A couple minute, minutes out and of then it. A, a and heavy headache done. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Not worth it. Yeah. Not worth it. I don't see the joy of that stuff. The, the heaviest thing I ever did, I told you, we talked about it, was I did. I bought a Black Beauty from a girl in school. Speed. Me, uh-huh. the last thing I'd ever need is speed. <laughs> speed and pot. Marijuana. Yeah. That is the heaviest thing I ever did. Oh, dear. I'm, just, I'm scared of the consequences. I was just always scared of a bad acid trip and being, you know, like brain dead. Yeah. I just, I feared it too much. I don't want anything. I told you about my- Truth for dinner, consequences for dessert. That's it. I hate, you know, my issues with boogers. Like, I hate boogers freak me out. I think I uh, talked about this. Uh, I was, when I was pregnant, I was dreading sucking the, using the bulb to oh, suck. Oh, yeah, right. right. They just freak me out. Right. So the thought of something going in my nose does yeah. not work for me. Oh, okay. So that would never happen. Oh, boy. But I, I know you have dabbled in everything. Uh, yeah, uh, mostly the black arts and right. uh, witchcraft. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both. Darling. I'm obsessed with the word dabbled. It is a good word. Do you remember when What's Her Name was on the show and she says she's dabbled with people's butts? Yeah, who was that? That was um, that was uh, uh, T.S. Madison. Yeah, well. She says, you don't dabble with people's butts. You diddle. You diddle, but you you dabble in witchcraft. You don't dabble in somebody's butt. In assery. <laughs> witchcraft and assery at Hogwarts. All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got Megan Trainer, who is just My name a- is... <laughs> No. She's a great, great songwriter, great performer. What a great star. She's coming up right after this. Creative people unite. The war has been won. Now, if you want to make a website, it couldn't be easier today. Today, more than ever, with Squarespace.com. Use that offer code RU. 10% off, baby. But not only that, it's just... uh, it's intuitive to what yes. the way a creative mind works. And we get lots of emails from creative minds who listen to our podcast at RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com all about their fabulous experiences 
making their Squarespace website. Yes, I've got one here. You want to hear it? Yes. Hi, Ruin Michelle. My name is Kristen Griffith Vanderyat. And Ooh. yes, I look exactly how my name sounds. A short, black, gay male from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm here to tell you how obsessed I am with Squarespace. I am a floral designer. Sidebar, I love nothing more than a gay floral designer. Really? Although, that's kind of redundant. Because there's really no more women that design flowers anymore, are there? Oh, it's usually know. just gay men. Yeah, I'm sure there it's are a few. It's just something so gay in it. I love it. Oh, it makes me I so happy. I'm a floral designer now residing in Seattle, great city, who specializes in creating artfully crafted floral arrangements for weddings and events. So when clients come to my website, which is wildbloomfloral.com, wildbloomfloral.com, they want to see beautiful imagery and drop dead gorgeous flowers. Squarespace lets me do that. So when launching my business, I did not have the startup cash to pay a web designer to do the work for me. I had to roll up my sleeves and do it myself. I don't even know how I would have done it without Squarespace. I love Squarespace. Cannot say it enough. And if you have a moment, please check out my work. I'd love to hear what you think. Thank you guys for inspiring me to go after my dreams. I love you. Kristen, we wish you all the florally luck in the world. I love it. And it's just that simple too. When you choose a plan, just use the offer code RU to get 10% off yes. on your Squarespace website. Yes. It could not be easier kids go there right now Wait. your mother we have our special guest megan trainer is here and you, your mother and father are outside my the door my mom and dad are here <laughs> where, where are they from where do they live oh uh, they used to live in nantucket massachusetts where i grew up and yeah was raised but now yeah. we all live in california oh my recently you like were a raised month in ago, nantucket on that island i yeah. once that's knew a man from nantucket oh, oh, get out my of dad here. owns a shirt that says i am the man and i'm like yo oh. take that off well, you don't have okay. the accent at all. Yeah, I have like crazy accents. Some people, when they meet me, they're like, are you British? Or I get British? Or are you Southern? Or, and then, I No, I hear know. none of that. Yeah. Yeah, none Kennedy, of that. Kennedy, Martha's Vineyard. Martha's uh -huh. Vineyard, you know? Uh, oh, can you do it? Carson oh. said, yeah, pack the cat and the habit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Carson yes. said he heard a little bit of it. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then when I'm real comfortable with you, I'm like, yo, what up? And then it's, then they're all confused. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, well, now, now from Nantucket. Yeah. And Little how Island. long, I want to track your ascension to being Megan Trainer today. So how long ago was it when you got word, oh, my God, my song's on the radio? Oh, man, I was 19, and now I'm 22. So, so it's a very short amount so of time. So yesterday, basically. Yeah, yes, basically yesterday. It feels yesterday. like yesterday. I remember um, seeing Justin Bieber cover All About That Bass. Yeah. And I was in my little Nashville apartment, and that's when I was like, guys, we're going to be famous. We got to move to California. So <laughs> wait, because you, you started out as a songwriter. But yeah, in Nantucket to Nashville, how was yes, that journey? Because I was, I was 19, and all my friends were already in college, like living on their own, and I was still with my parents, like riding in my bedroom, but I had a job. So I felt cool, but then it, like looking around, I didn't feel cool. I was like, <laughs> I want to yeah. go out and live on my own. So they wouldn't let me move to California right away. Right. Because I was young. So they, we went to Nashville for one year. And in that one year, I got my Rascal Flats cuts. And then I met all these people, the songwriter who wrote All About the Bass with me. Yeah. And then L.A. Reid heard it. And I went oh. out there to L.A. just for some trips to write with people. Yeah. And one day they were like, will you go in and sing for L.A. and meet him? And so I learned all about the bass on my ukulele because I didn't sing the tracks. I didn't dance. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I just played it on my uke. I was like, I'm a songwriter from Nantucket with a backwards hat. I was like, what's up? <laughs> and then they signed me. And then we went back to Nashville and my parents helped me move. And we're like, we got to move to California. Oh, yeah. my God. And then I was in Park La Brea for like months. Par yes, right. That that area, which is over by uh, CBS Studio in the Grove. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. So let me just backtrack. So you're in Nantucket. You realize you have 
have the gift of writing. Who yes. discovered that you could write really well? My parents, my dad. He's a musician, but he never wrote. He never composed yeah. like to the level that I do. Yeah. But he would always look online and read magazines like, what does my daughter need to fulfill her dreams? Yeah. And so Aww. he would get, I'd be like, I want to record myself. So he would build me a little studio on my little computer. And then I would learn how to produce myself. So songs, like a lot of people don't know this, I actually sit and produce my music like Like I'm Lose You. Yeah. I was a big part of that production, just me and one dude, just in a little room and playing all the instruments and doing all the backgrounds. And so my dad wanted to make sure that I never had to rely on someone to make my music. Wow, right. what a great yeah. gift. That yeah, is he's, amazing. He's amazing. Now, speaking of music, um, Mr. Producer, I can hear my music coming from the dressing room. Can you go tell <laughs> Natasha or, or to turn it off? And we'll just keep talking here. Um, I just love the fact that a parent could spot that their kid has talent. And do, do you have other brothers and sisters? Yes, I have two brothers. I'm the middle child. You're the middle. And was he the same for them? Would they say, no. my dad only paid attention to her? <laughs> no, but a lot of times, like for Christmas, I would get like equipment and they would get video games. Yeah. And he, my dad noticed like when he would give me a gift, I would um, like a ukulele. I would sit there all day and learn how to play it. And then I'd produce and write a whole song for him. Yeah. And I would show him like, thank you for this gift. <gasps> I know like you can't afford this. And like, I want to use it. And it was awesome. And my bros would just come home from school and play video games. Because yeah. your brothers yeah. had so, to move here with you. They had to move. Yeah. They. Yeah, actually. I Because you have a younger brother. So. I, yeah. My younger brother is a producer and he does it. But he doesn't do pop music like I do. He yeah. wants to do like slow, trippy DJ SoundCloud like music. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that it, like you can't really make money from. And ah. so I'm like, we're going to live together forever. But <laughs> he's great. And I show him, like, I, I force him to work with me. And some our last song we did called My Mom. It's called Mom. Uh -huh. And it was in the Mother's Day movie with Jennifer Aniston uh -huh. and all them. Yeah. And he finally just got a check for that. And he's like, whoa, I can make money doing this. I'm like, yeah, pop music. Yes. Yeah. But um, my older brother was just in Tampa, University of Tampa, just in college, like lost, like doesn't know what, what he wanted to do. Yeah. So I called him, was like, help me come live in California. I don't want to be alone. And he lived with me since Park La Brea. He was my yeah. roommate, my older brother. Now he's on tour with me my, as my video guy. Oh, I love I that. love it. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like you guys all like each other. Oh, yeah. My, they're my best friends. Really? <laughs> and in my tour, when you go to my shows, you could see like I do a whole mom section. And you, yeah. there's a video of my mom and I and my dad and my bro is my family. I even have a friend song uh -huh. of friends. And you see all videos of me and my friends up there. So it's like very relatable. And I see people in the crowd like, oh my God, my friends are here. Well, Mama, it seems to be a, a recurring theme in your work because you wrote uh, Ain't My Mama for- H.O. Mama, yeah. Yeah, uh, for, uh, yeah, H.O. Mama. Yeah. Mama. I write a lot about my mom, like in All About the Bass. And I was like, yeah. my mama, she told me, don't worry about your size. Yeah. She's easy to write about. So, so dad sounds like an ace guy. Your mother sounds like- a fantastic person. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. And and you can you can still stand to be around your family. Oh, I love them. Yeah, I forced them to move here. I was like, please, because we're in Cal like yeah. California to Nantucket. That's sure, far. That's a it's, hike. It, could it be any further? No, I mean, no. a lot know. of the airplanes, yeah. and so bubble jumpers, and, and everything boats, else. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. 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 And plus the weather. Yeah, the nice. weather. You can't beat that. Here, you know. It's so good. It's pretty amazing though. Uh, you know, uh, did you already know how to drive when you came when you came here? Drive, yes. Yes. I drove in Nashville. 
Okay. Now, okay, now explain to me the whole songwriting thing, because obviously, without becoming a performer, you had a career already set as a songwriter. It started there as a songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the only way I can get in the industry. And uh, as soon as I, my parents, they would, when I was in high school, we'd have like, you know, the vacation weeks off. Mm -hmm. They would take me at that time. Instead of vacation, we would go to a songwriting convention in like Colorado. And we would all fly out there and make it a family trip. Uh, Some did and some didn't. But like, eventually drilling me i was like i don't want to go anymore like all i'm doing is showing these people at 16 years old Mm -hmm. here's a song i wrote and produced in my basement Mm -hmm. and then they judge me in front of all these older people who Mm -hmm. have been writing songs for years and they're like your lyrics don't make sense and i'm like yeah because i don't know what love is (laughs) that's true so and i would get torn apart like i couldn't handle it my dad's like you've gotten better since you've been going to these things like you've been listening to them and i remember the next year i did an entire album and i went back and I was 17 and I was like, here's my new album. Here's my lyrics that make sense. And everyone was like, this is the year you're going to get signed as a songwriter. Right. And so their critiques the were on point. At yeah. Least they were. Well, it was, yeah. It's stuff I knew too. I was like, oh gosh, my, my production's lame. My drums don't sound good. And they yeah. were like, you could have help here. And I was like. I'd write on top, like, I'm 16, help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's validation for having them say, yeah. even though you might have known it, it's still validation. And I want to say you moved to Nashville. And I know people, I have friends that moved to Nashville to be songwriters. They're not songwriting. So not only are you great at what you do, but you must have had some kind of luck, some kind of lesson. Yeah. Because to be seen in Nashville, yeah. everybody Nashville, goes to Nashville. Everyone, yeah. And everyone's a writer. Yeah. Everyone working at Taco Bell in Nashville. Yes. I'm a songwriter. Like right. the competition is insane. And I remember they would tell me as a songwriter, I was like, well, how do I get successful? How do I have people listen to my songs and especially when you have no cuts mm-hmm. like they're looking at this like an 18 year old girl from Nantucket with no cuts nah we'll pass mm-hmm. right so I couldn't mm-hmm. even get in the rooms but I eventually scratched my way I would go into sessions and show people and they I noticed they'd be like blown away they're like mm-hmm. why you can do all this and they'd be like you have to meet my friend who's more successful over here mm-hmm. and I just climbed up until I eventually got to LA Reed to where he knew my name and big producers like Max Martin heard my name. Mm-hmm. And then they always told me, like, be friends with the artist because that's the only way you'll get a cut. Because right. you could be like, hey, Bestie, sing my song, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, so being the artist now, I see how open the doors are now at this level and people know my name. And I could text artists like, yo, you should sing this song. Yeah. Like, it's literally and do who you, do you know. And yeah, well, um, for the JLo song, I was literally shooting my music video for No. And I texted her the song and was because she's always been wanting to write with me. And I was like, do you like this kind of stuff? And yeah. she was like, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So. And so and and so the first big uh, recognition came from the Rascal Flats storyline. How did they hear your song and what song is it? Uh I have two songs with them, one called DJ Tonight. They changed the title, but DJ Tonight uh-huh. and the second one's called I Like the Sound of That. Uh-huh. And I Like the Sound of That went number 1. Wow. Really? So, yeah, so I just got my plaques literally yesterday. My dad was hanging them in my Congratulations. house. Congratulations. Thank you. Is that your first that your first big cut that someone else did? Yeah, in Nashville. And I remember yeah. when I was like 19 and I was about to move to California they their office like their publishing company sat me down and played me the their cut yeah they played me them singing my own song and i just sat there and just cried oh that my god did you have to god. give up any publishing to them because uh, they're such big stars no but they did ch- i think they changed some words and yeah. the titles and stuff so yeah. then they were like we changed it up we get this and i was like yeah fair go ahead do you think all it. artists do that is it just to make sure i've heard they- like horrific things yeah <laughs> but yeah some stuff that i don't agree with like or 
Like when songwriters write a song and then an artist will come in and cut it and they'll say, well, I sang it differently so I get right 20%. Oh, stop. And you're like, nah, I don't know how that works. Yeah. No, but J-Lo's a big star. So she did she write on the song? She's, she's very like, she was never like, I need publishing because my name. She right. was like, you wrote this song. You're I'm kidding me, in. right? She's the best person. She's got enough money. She's the nicest. She ain't going to fight for 2%. She just yeah. loves music so much and wants to know everything about it and is like, teach me. Teach me anything I know. And I would tell her, like, uh, when you're in a studio with other producers and other songwriters, like, bring up a song that you love and be like, yeah. see the drums here? Right. I want something like that, but yeah. new and improved. And I was just trying to tell her anything I knew. Yeah. Like, it's scary walking in a room with strangers who are all professionals right. in the music biz. And you're like... Here's some, bleh. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you know, it took me many, many, many years to understand what my voice sounds like mm -hmm. and what I want. And I know it now, but the, unfortunately, you know, you get to a certain age and I, you're out, you're sort of aged out of the market. Now I know what I want, but now I'm too old. <laughs> you can't give up. For, no, no, I don't. I, I do it because I love it. it. I've yeah. had industry people it. tell me like they don't play 45 year olds on the radio they don't play 50 year olds on the radio I'm like that's crap there's right. no they play the Rolling nope. Stones yeah. Yeah. yeah they play country stars till they sure. die like yeah. it's pop it's music let's get specific I know it's political but if you got a song they'll yeah. play it well but you know but young people I read this years ago that the the record industry starts the buyer the consumer is 11 years old to 25 years old and we're talking the big numbers when you get the big yeah. hits so you have to appeal to those young people what is your experience in the record company trying to mold you to fit to what the the consumer the 11 year old to 25 wants from their their music stars my story and my way of coming up and coming into the spotlight was so different from everyone else's story because I walked in with the song. Mm -hmm. Like, and I didn't even know it, but I walked in and everyone in the label looked at me like I was Beyonce because they're yeah. like, she has a hit song and we know it. Yeah. And I somehow figured it without, I figured it out without knowing. Right. And when I learned that and I saw the crowds and saw like, okay, I got a three-year-old and I got a 75-year-old man singing all about the bass. Uh -huh. And I was like, why? Yeah. And so I knew I was relating to everyone. Everyone at some point hates themselves or wants right. to change themselves. Sure. And I knew I hit big topics like that. And so songwriting for the album and for the second album, I was like, all right, we're going to hit every person without saying a lot of he's and she's and you and uh -huh, me's. Uh -huh. We're just going to do big world concepts of like, you better woman up. Yeah. And you better just talking no. to everyone. Yeah. Uh -huh, no, my uh -huh. name is no. Yeah. And uh, I remember I wrote this one ballad that's not even out yet, but I played it for the hair salon that I go to. Uh -huh. I played it for strangers there. And this one girl just started bawling. And it was just a, a, a universal song of me saying, remind myself that there is tomorrow and I'm going to be fine. I will mm. get over this. That's all. This girl looked at me, started crying and was like, I had stage four cancer, but I didn't know. I was told I had stage three. But now that I'm cured, they just told me like, by the way, that was stage four and we didn't know until now. Wow. And she just broke down and was like, this song is exactly what I needed to hear today because I wasn't doing well. I was yeah. freaked out. And I just thought like, wow, I had no idea who you were. Mm -hmm. I just met you today and this song hit you that hard. Like, mm -hmm. I got to do that a hundred times. Yeah, that's As a key. songwriter, like, that's my goal. It's 
also about you being relatable in the sense that I feel like you don't try too hard to be something that you're not. Yeah. You're very vocal, yeah. what they did with your video and you coming out and saying, that's not my body. But that that relates to people, especially people like me. And I want my children to see girls like you yeah. that are proud and happy with who they are and not trying to be something that everybody else wants yeah. you to right. be. Like I'm all about that. Like if I have a pimple, take that out, frost it over. Cause sure. it wasn't fair. Like right. my period came that day, yeah, but yeah. like, right. you know what happens. but like don't, don't take out my ribs without asking first. Right, you know, right. that's when I was sad. And I didn't see it and my family didn't see it. And we were on promo and we were all drilling that video. Like, make sure it's perfect because it's yeah. going to be in Times Square. Yeah. Like, we were all editing it and no one saw that. And I even freeze framed it on the dance moves because I was like, hey, there's something wrong with my dress. Can we smooth it out? Right, right. And then it came online and I thought my fans were messing with me. Mm -hmm. I thought they were Photoshopping me. And I was right. like, why would you do that? I don't, you know, yeah. I don't mess with that. And I looked and I was like, that's my own video. And I uh -huh. just went rogue in my hotel room. I was bawling like, how did we mess this? Yeah, yeah. But it turned out amazing because everyone was like, go you, like take it down. I didn't even know that was possible. I well, was like, dude, call the gods of YouTube, take it down. <laughs> no, and you know what? It's interesting because it only solidified it, your platform because something you started with all about the bass continued on to the next album yeah. and it really did make your message so clear to the consumer and to the public because you know everyone has to have a viewpoint in this business otherwise you just turn into any other singer out there now, i want to ask you this you know as a songwriter are there songwriters from the past that have inspired your journey i mean was there did you hear a carol king song or something as a kid or or something and thought that's what i want to do it was weird. As a kid, my my pop stars at the time were Britney Spears and yeah. NSYNC and Christina Aguilera. Uh -huh. And I just looked at them and I, I made sure everyone was quiet while they performed on award shows. But I just thought, like, she wrote that in her room. Right. like, And yeah. I was like, yeah. I got to do that too uh -huh. if I want to be a pop star. Like, the dream was be a pop star. Yeah. And so I would write in my bedroom and I'd learn every instrument I could. And then I grew up and realized, like, nope, there's undercover songwriters yeah. that no one knows about. And Max Martin did all your dreams. And sure. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I must find this man. And the first person who told me, like, you should be a professional songwriter. That was my, like, okay, confirm you're not a pop star and you'll never be a pop star. And oh. I just broke and was like, okay. But I always knew, like, I always tell people I felt like this red heat here. Yeah. Like, this is not enough. I'm supposed to be on that stage. Yeah. And I get frustrated watching other artists on the stage and I'd be like, so I'm just gonna write songs and then go backstage maybe and be friends with artists. Nothing wrong with that and, either. Which yeah. is dope, yeah. which is cool. But, but I was more. like, I wanna be on there. I wanna sing my songs one day. But and on, only Nashville does that. On top of that though, but you can really sing though. That's <laughs> the thing too. Thank you. That's, you know, you know, it's it's hard on that. It's it's one thing to, to say I wanna be a, a pop star, but it's another thing to actually be able to back it up with the chops. Yep. You know, do, were you always able to sing like no, that? No, no, no. My, I mean, growing up, my none of my parents are amazing. My dad's a performer and he sings and he plays piano really well. Yeah. But he would just and be so happy. And he taught me like, no matter what you're doing, when you're performing, if you look happy, like yes. they hear what they see. That's right. So even if you're miserable and you can't sing, he's like up there just enjoying it. And everyone yeah. loves it. But um, growing up, I hated my voice and my parents didn't think I was really amazing. And I remember like the day I was like 16 and I came home from a summer camp of learning music and I studied my roommate cause she sang really well. And so I would copy her and I came home. My parents were like, wow, you can really sing. Oh, and wow. I was like, really, is it happening? Wow. <laughs> and then I just 
like train myself. I would listen to other singers and be like, do what they did. Who's your favorite singers? Oh man, there's like the. I know there's a ton, so, but like I know the range is so random though. That's why I'm like preparing you. Mine too. You go from rock and roll to Broadway. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Ah, uh, so I go from like, uh, obviously Beyonce, but yeah. like. Um, Frank Sinatra I listened to a lot and Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder and my dad was older and my mom was young so my dad would pop on like uh, Earth, Wind and & Fire Ooh. and we would dance all the time and I would learn all that and then my mom would pop on like Wilson Phillips and like <laughs> Madonna and InSync. Uh-huh. and so I think I oh, learned Me and mom can get along yeah, yeah I learned the good songwriting I think I was blessed I got like the dope um, like Madonna songs like Cherish oh, that's wow. when I knew like this is a big song how do I write big songs yeah. like this yeah. and then I got the funky like dance have a good time from my dad uh-huh. like he'd be like cut the cake and like oh, 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 AWB Edward White Band yeah. my dad believes he's James Brown uh-huh. oh, uh, <laughs> and he get comfortable right. he's like how you doing baby and he goes the whole voice <laughs> I love that but yeah my oh. musical emphasis was great and then I had the pop like the in sync at the time mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. wow I mean it's amazing listen you are such a star and I'm so happy for you and thank you for thank coming you. and talking to us thanks for having me this is the best day ever <laughs> oh well you know you, you I, I just got you know I've got my eyes on you I can't wait to see what you do next because you're clearly touched by an angel you oh, know stop and it. it's just fabulous it's fabulous I agree and the best part about it is you're down to earth and you're a nice kid. She's, She's a, nice a nice kid. A nice kid. A nice yeah, person. Yeah, from Nantucket. With Nantucket. so much talent. I love it. Well, Megan Trainer, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. Thanks for and uh, um, we, we're going to look out for everything that you do. Yes, please. I'm a fan. Yes, queen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michelle. All right, baby. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself. How in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.